מה שלומך ג'וי? ברוך השם, בסדר גמור, בסדר גמור. אתה יודע שהיה, אתה יודע שהיה טוב לברינגן בנייט בפורף, שבנייט 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 ישראל And he quotes the uh, Shalah, who explains the word Lech Lecha means go to yourself. There are all kinds of voices in us and around us that tell us who we are. We're born as a child with an open book. But then various voices around us tell us you're this, you're that. And Lech Lecha means not just to go to your Neshama, but as we learned, Lech Lecha means go to the source of your Neshama. Go to the source of your Neshama the way it is in Atzilus. There are um, various souls associated with various worlds, depending on their stops on the way to this world. But every soul originates in the world of Atsilos. Just uh, for a second, the world of Atsilos is compared to the king in his personal chambers. Unlike when the king is in his throne room, where there are all kinds of people around the king who stand in reverence uh, to the king, the world of Atsilos is compared to the king's personal chambers where all there is is the king. So all Neshamas... originate from that place of purity. All souls come from it. That's, that's, that's where we're all from. And although the neshama descends to various places and, and is changed somewhat, and therefore no, only tzaddikim are called souls from that world. Only, the, only Meish Rabbeinu, and, and very rarely do we call a tzaddik, even a tzaddik, as possessing a neshama from Atzilus. It, it is said about the first Rebbe of Chabad, that his neshama was neshama v'atzilus. But all neshamas aren't classified as souls from atzilus because just like when you are affected by various experiences in life, you're changed. So too, when you live a certain, in a certain place for a long time, uh, you're changed by, by where you move to. So, um, so the neshamas of atzilus are... Uh, are unique in that they, they stay in their pristine state, state as they are in this world. That's why it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, when the Torah says about various tzaddikim, they're named two times in a row, in succession, there is always a change in the tune, the cantillation of the Torah. Moshe Moshe, the time of Gamayah, the Zayar says there's no separation between Moshe and Moshe, because Moshe here, Moshe there, are the same Moshe. The change in the tune represents the change in the status of the Nisham. So Moshe there, Moshe here to, are, 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 are the same. So although there is a certain uh, disconnect between the way we are here and the way we were there, Hashem tells us how to get there. And in order to get there, it's through moving, it's through going to Israel. So unless you think that uh, we mean this in a very little, literal sense as Reb Zev is itching to uh, move to Israel, we're all moving, itching to move to Israel, Uh, with Moshiach Tzukeinu, but everyone has a mission where they are also. So not everyone has as, as the, uh, great, uh, uh, the great merit of being there. But in order to reach the source of the Neshama, we have to do what is, in, we have to journey to the 
land of Israel, which because the land of Israel, why the land of Israel? Because the land of Israel is parallel to the world of Atsilus. So since the land of Israel is parallel to the land of the world of Atsilus, therefore by Abram going to Israel, he was able to go also to the source of his, of his Nisham. I, I know it sounds like by my intro that Abram Avinu did not possess the soul of Atsilus. I don't think that's true. I think it says, it says in the Torah, for example, Across the river, your forefathers sat. So Chassidus explains the river refers to the river of, the, of, B, of Bina. And so as we learned yesterday, there are various worlds which are associated with various cities. So the world of the throne room, which is the world of Bria, the world immediately after Atsilus, that world is associated with the city. That, that world is, is this, the world of Bina. So when it says in the Torah that our forefathers were beyond the river, they, they, they were connected to, um, to the world of Atsilus. But within Atsilus itself, there, is, there are degrees. And Hashem's instruction, instruction to Avram was apparently a lot more than what he was organically. To reach his Nesham and Atsilus, perhaps it means elsewhere in this talks about how the word, I think I mentioned this briefly when we started, the word Avram is made up of two words. Av is father, Ram is high. So Av is the first sphere of Atsilus. And Ram means this first sphere of Atsilus, the way it is in its exalted state. The way it is in, it, it's called Chachmastima. Chachmastima means, Chachmastima is sort of like how we um, have in our own lives, we have the, we, we know we have new ideas coming from somewhere, but we don't actually see where our ideas are coming from. There's a source for our, for, for our mind's new ideas. It's something hidden from us. So in a similar way, the world of Atsilus, and within the world of Atsilus, within Chachma of Atsilus, Chachma of Atsilus itself has many, many different levels. For example, uh, just like in our own lives, Chachma is the ability to have a new insight in something. There is having a new insight in something because you saw something physically. That also gives you new insight. Then there is the way that some of you you've seen that affects the way you think and it goes into the realm of logic. Now you have now a new perspective of something. So those are both chachma. Chachma in the higher level is vision, actually seeing something. Chachma on a lower level is, is logic. The first seminal point of an idea is called chachma. So when we say that Avraham Avinu was called the high father, that means he is the highest point of chachma. And perhaps that's what uh, is nest, that's why Abraham has to journey to Israel in order to reach the highest point of his sphere of Chachma. I don't know. But that's definitely true that in order for Abraham to reach his source, he has to go to, um, to Israel. So it's, um, in order to explain this, uh, the, we, we started to talk about a discourse that's a Machzedek. There's a discourse of Machzedek that was published right before. Uh, I don't know if actually it was published. It was released from, from imprisonment, meaning it was brought from Russia to the Rebbe. And the, in this discourse, the Tzemach Tzedek uh, explains the value of the second day of Yontif outside of Israel. There is an advantage of the first day of Yontif and an advantage of the second day of Yontif. What's the advantage of the second day of Yontif? So we use Kabbalistic words. The words are that the divine flow of Atsilus enters into the Malchus of the world, of the two lowest worlds, Yitzir and Asiya, which are vested within 
The Ayin Sarim. What are the Ayin Sarim? Every nation in the world are 70 generic nations. And every nation corresponds to one of the angels in, in, in uh, one of these 70 angels. These 70 angels aren't considered to be um, holy in vis-a-vis the worlds above them. They're the source of the nations of the world. So they're, on the contrary, they're, they're, they're disconnected from, uh, f- from higher and deeper realms in godliness. They're, they are the angels of the, of the Gentile nations. But on the, the second day of Yontif, when there are Jews outside of Israel, and they need to feel the, the divine new revelation that Hashem gives the world in every Yontif. Every Yontif is a new divine flow. Uh, for example, uh, Pesach is a source of faith, and Sukkot is a source of joy, and Shuas is when we receive the Torah anew. So in order for us outside of Israel to receive the new divine flow that is revealed, the world of Atzilus, it has to descend to us, to us who are in the realm of the 70 ministering angels. So the, the, the great joy that, ex- that there is specifically in the second day of Yantif, beyond the joy of the first day of Yantif, what's the great joy then? The great joy is, is compared to a child or a prince who is in, exiled and in, in imprisoned, and he is he is working in the, uh, in the working in menial labor, which is disgrace, degrading for a prince. And yet, despite the um, despite the um, um, despite the um, despite the uh, what's it called? Despite the um, uh, all the hardship that the prince is having, he is then given an opportunity to go home to be by his father. So the joy that he has far surpasses the joy of someone who's never left his father's table. It's precisely because he's been in such a state of angst and frustration that he has the ability to, uh, that his joy is far beyond. So to, since the divine flow of Hashem in the world of Atsilus descends to the world on the second day of Yantif, specifically to the realm of the 70 uh, ministering angels, to the realm of where the Jews are in outside of Israel. Therefore, the joy that the Jews outside of Israel experience is a much greater yontif, like the joy of a, of a child who's able to go far home to his father. That's the advantage of, of, the, of the second day of yontif. Uh, we, okay, we, we did mention parenthetically that there's an argument between the, the Arizal and the Moshe Kordavori about uh, where exactly the divine flow goes on the second day of yontif. According to the Arizal, the, the divine flow of Atsilus doesn't go directly into the ministering angels. Rather, the divine flow goes into the Malchus, the, the divine sphere of Malchus of the lowest two worlds. And from there, it projects into the 70 ministering angels versus, according to the Ramak, the divine flow is revealed in the, in the 70, 70 ministering angels themselves. But either way, there's a tremendous joy outside of Israel because of the divine flow reaching us. Okay, so now we're going to understand the, the advantage of Avram Avinu's journey to Eretz Yisrael because while he was outside of Eretz Yisrael, he was under the jurisdiction of the 70 ministering angels. And there he could only receive from Malchus of the lowest two, spheres, lowest two worlds. He couldn't get to the source of his neshama as it is in the uh, in in Atzilus. 
But through journeying to Eretz Yisrael, which is parallel to the world of Atzilus, then he was able to receive directly from the source of his neshama and the machas of Atzilus. That's what we learned, learned up to yesterday. Now let's go to Yisdal. Om nom birin According to what we explained till now, yes, Avram Avinu needs to go um, from below to above. He needs to go from outside of Israel to Israel. And through this, he's able to reach the highest place within himself, be able to reach the source of his neshama. That's, that's the, 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 the Kabbalistic explanation of going to the source of his neshama is paralleled also to the physical journey of Avram, where he's ascending, he's going to a higher place, he's making Aliyah, he's going to Israel, he's going to a higher, holier place. But there's another meaning of, in Kabbalah Chassidus, of Lechacha, that the altar mentions in Torah or, that the journey of Lechacha is not about going to a higher place, rather, the meaning of Lechacha is about bringing the godly flow of Avram, of Avram, the way Avram is a divine source, and to bring that down to the world. So Lechacha means, Lechacha is compared, Lechacha is also um, in our own lives, Lechacha is, is about our every journey in life, starting with being born. Being born is the very first Lechacha. Lechacha is the Eber Shetalzin Hashem, go down there. So, so the, in order for the... Um, the neshama, the filled mission, has to descend. So, so Avram Avinu also he wasn't fulfilling his mission when he was the high father, when he was in the highest level within the highest level of, within the highest world of Atzilus. He had to descend. So, how does the uh, journey of Avram from above, above to below, according to that explanation, that Lecha is not referring to him going up to his source of his neshama? Rather, it's about his neshama projecting downwards and revealing this highest godly light to the world. How does that fit with the um, with the simple meaning of lechacha? Simple, the simple meaning of lechacha is about going higher. And the Altarev's explanation is about going lower. So the answer is like this: In order to be able to affect a lower place, you have to first experience much greater light. My great uncle, Rabbi Chaim Sebranskel Vashalom, he uh, was sent by the Rebbe actually by the previous Rebbe, his father was sent to Australia. And in Australia was pretty much a uh, uh, ghost town regarding all spiritual things and Melbourne. And so he uh, really wanted to go to New York to be in yeshiva with, his, to, with other boys. And the Rebbe didn't let him come. He said that, that your, every general knows where his troops have to be. And if you trust your general, I mean, the previous Rebbe would send them there right before his passing, and the Rebbe said, said these words. He said, he said, for sure my father-in-law knew about his passing, and he still sent you there. That meant that, that means that that's where you need to go. You have to trust your general. The general knows where everyone has to go. Then there was like this. The fact that you were, before you came to Melbourne, you were in Samarkand. Samarkand was a city in Russia which was saturated with Hasidim and Hasidus. I said, perhaps that was a preparation for your journey to Australia. It was, it was, that, that that little miniature Ganadin you had in, in Samarkand, uh, that was a that was a, that was meant to give you something to get to where you need to go. So, in, in a similar way, um, regarding Avram himself, the Torah says first his name is Avram, then his name becomes Avraham. The additional hey 
in Avram's name is in Hashem's name, the second letter of Hashem's name, the letter Hey, is parallel to the Sira of Bina. There is Chachma and there's Bina. The Hey <coughs> is about the divine flow descending from Chachma and going to Bina. In Bina, Bina is our ability to comprehend an idea and to, and to go through the details and explain it. And go in Bina, in this, in, this, in, in this descent to the realm of Bina, to the realm of understanding, there's an advantage that Chachma doesn't have. It says in Isaiah, in Kabbalah, it says two different expressions. On the one hand, it says, Pnimius Abba, Pnimius Atik. On the other hand, it says, Hisgalos Atik Bebina. That's the rest is saying, what you're talking about. All right, here we go. So that's what everyone else is thinking. Don't worry, that person. No, no one's heard of this stuff. Pnimius Abba, Pnimius Atik means in the initial insight of discovering a new idea in Pnimius Abba, in the inner dimension of Chachma, of this discovery of a new idea, there is Atik. The word Atik, Atik is part of the realm of Kesser. Above the world of Atzilus, there is God's desire for the world of Atzilus. God wanted to have Atzilus. God's desire for Atzilus is compared to a crown. Because just like a crown is above the body, so too the realm of Atzilus, the various ten spheres correspond to various parts of the body, as we say in Pesach before Mincha, in Arab Shabbos. And the, and the desire for Atzilus, that, is parallel, that connects to the crown of Hashem that is uh, above the world of Atzilus. That's transcendent. Within the crown of Hashem itself, there are two, there are two dimensions. There's Arich and there's Atik. Arich is desire and Atik is pleasure. Just like when we have a desire for something, there is pleasure that either motivates the desire or because once we want something, there is pleasure. So Atik is the highest in the realm of Atzilus, in the realm of Keser. Primius Atik, the inner dimension of Hashem's pleasure is, uh, as it says in the Book of Formation, there's nothing higher than pleasure. That's what is the source of everything. It's Hashem's pleasure that motivated, so to speak, his desire to create all of Atzilus. So Atik is... is is God's pleasure. That's why Atik has three translations. Atik means a copy of. Atik means old. And Atik also means distant. The Simsum of Hashem's infinite light caused the infinite light of Hashem to be completely hidden. And so to speak, the Zohar calls the 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 world post Simpson as is something that is created in the vacuum that was created by the Simpson. The divine light is, is so to speak removed. Of course, not literally removed, but that's what it sounds like. It's literally there in a, in a literal sense, but it's completely hidden. The infinite light is no longer shining there. And in this vacuum where there's no infinite light, that's where the new uh, order of the spiritual cosmos emerges. So, so um, the so post Simpson though, although it's after the Simpson, there's something that after the Simpson, which has a comparison to the infinite light that shined before the Simpson. That's the realm of Atik. Oh, Shalom Atik is called. Damn it, again. Atik is called a uh, copy of whatever existed before the Simpson. 
also, Atik is called old. Why is it called old? Because Atik is something which is higher than creation. It's higher than the story of creation. It's old because it's something that exists before creation. And Atik is also called um, removed because Atik is far removed from the rest of the spiritual cosmos. So when we have a new insight, you have a new, new discovery. It says that your discovery causes you to have pleasure. Abba and Atik are connected. Your Ptimius Abba, your inner discovery of new idea, of something new that's fascinating until you discovered, that brings you pleasure. But the pleasure you have is deep. It says, for example, that um, on Shabbos, there is pleasure, but there's no joy. On Yontiv, we have joy. Not to, it does say in the Sefri that Shabbos is called the day of joy as well, but primarily Shabbos is associated with pleasure. Pleasure, it's a deep feeling within you. Joy is getting up and dancing. So Yontif is associated with the sphere of Bina. Although although we discover a new idea, there's pleasure, but the pleasure isn't tangible and pronounced and felt because you haven't yet understood it. But when you explain the idea and you understand the idea and it now resonates and you have this new insight of, 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 of Hashem in your life, you, you feel Hashem's presence in a way that, that's, that's revealed, that's, that's open, like, a, like, a, like on a Yantif. So then, as we're discussing that Yantiv is a new light of Hashem, so then it says, The revelation of God's pleasure is in Bina. So although Chochm experiences something of God's pleasure, where is the revelation of Hashem's pleasure? That's in Bina. So when we say about Avram Avinu, Avram is called, first he's called Avram, then he's called Avraham. Avram refers to Avram as he is in the highest source, beyond the Chochm of Atzilus, the the hidden level of Chachm. But then Hashem tells Avram, I want you to go down to outside of it. I want you to, to bring your highest level of your neshama down to the world. So Avram's bringing down his divine source to the world involves a higher level of godliness. Because in order to bring something, this is a famous Hasidic flip. In order to reach a lower place, you have to have a higher source. Well, as we learned yesterday, although out inside Eretz Yisrael, they're considered uh, to be sophisticated students. You have a sophisticated student, the student's able to get things very quickly. You have a less gifted student, it takes more time. So outside of Eretz Yisrael, takes us two days to, what they, to absorb what they have in Eretz Yisrael, therefore we need two days of Yant. On the other hand, in order to be able to, um, to appreciate, to, 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 in order to convey to a student who isn't, who isn't so, so, so smart, the teacher has to be very smart. The teacher has to be much more gifted to bring the level, the, the information down to the level of the student. If you're thinking about various teachers of your, of your kids, they're all good, don't worry. Anyways, so, so, uh, so in order to bring Avram Avinu's light from the world of Atsilus to this world, which is a descent, it's going down, it has to be a higher revelation. That's the letter Hey of Avram Avinu's name is. Hey is connected to Bina. Why is he associated with Bina? Because Hey has breadth and Hey has depth. So to the sphere of Bina takes ideas. The, the Chochmah is like the flash of an insight. You don't even know what, you're, what, what, what the idea is yet. Bina is taking that insight and extrapolating it and going through the details and going deep within the details. So in order to get to the hay, you have to have Atik. You have to have something of its source, of the essence, of where it comes from to bring it down to such a low place. So now we can understand that uh, although Avram 
Avram's journey in Kabbalah is classified as going down, it also is associated, the very same time it's associated with going down, it also is associated with going up. Because in order to go down, you have to go up. In order to be able to reach a lower place, you need know, a greater light. Only a greater light can reach a lower place. So Avram Avinu's descent to this world, that's associated with Avram reaching the deepest partners in the Shema. That's the meaning of the Pasuk, the, um, of Hashem tells Avram, go out from your father's house, go out from your birthplace, and go to the land that I will show you. It should have said, it would seem, that the land that I will tell you, like it says that when Avram Avinu was sent to offer a son on the Akedah, Hashem there tells Avram, I'll go to the land that I will show you. Um, and the answer is that our echo doesn't mean the land. Our echo means I will show yourself. Go to the land and then I will reveal who you are. In order for Avram to reach his divine source, he has to go to, uh, he has to go down to the world. So, so in, in short, what we're saying is that when you go to bring Hashem's words to a more distant place, like going, let's say, uh, our own lives, you know, leaving the shul and, 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 and leaving a place of learning and, and then talking to someone who's not on the same level spiritually as you, that involves getting, going deeper within yourself. Although it, it's, it's, you're going against the grain, you're going to a more far, more hostile environment, let's say, but instead of you losing something by that, by that environment, the opposite, you're getting in touch with your very essence, with your very core. Our echo, to reveal who you are, you have to go outside of your comfort zone, go, go like I probably have to leave level of Atzilus, descent to this world. So those are the two meanings. Alachacha, both going up to the land of Israel, parallel to the world of Atzilus, and descending from the world of Atzilus to this world, and that is a way to reveal a deeper source. So uh, so we have over here something that talks about the value of living in Israel, and something that talks about the value of reaching a, a more distant place. So uh, uh, wherever God has sent us, we have, we have, there's something to, to be done, but bottom line is, wherever we are, since Tom Mashiach comes, we have to bring the light of Hashem to a more distant place, which involves getting in touch with our, our true self. Uh, any questions, comments, or criticism? No criticism today. All right. Have a great day, David, Dr. Bressman. Are you back in Israel, Joy? Huh? No, no. We're here. We're still here. Oh, no, we're here. Yeah, yeah.